So, Khadija, welcome to the podcast. This is the Business, Wealth and Mindset podcast. Lovely. So, thank you very much for agreeing to come on the podcast. Thanks uh, for having very, me. Very kind of you. So, um, yeah, this uh, podcast mainly um, we're trying to capture inspirational stories of uh, people like yourselves who have really uh, made a, a success of uh, business. Obviously, mm-hmm. you're a mompreneur and also very successful business person. Mm-hmm. And you've been on The Apprentice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I was, Apprentice yeah. Sem- semi-finalist mm-hmm. in 2018. And uh, I was listening to um, one of your podcasts, actually, mm-hmm. the one you did with uh, Kevin McDonough. Yeah. And uh, uh, you uh, really described your story very well. So I was just wondering whether, to begin with, you can just take us through yeah. your journey so we can get to understand more about where you've come from and uh, take us through that for uh, the listeners and the podcast. Sure. Okay, yeah. I've just had a biscuit. That probably wasn't a good idea. <laughs> no, that's okay. Because I can feel it. That's from okay. Okay, my story. So uh, if I go back to when I was 15, I left home around 15, 16. I didn't really get on well with my mum. We just had a lot of difference of opinions. And at 18, I went off to uni in London. I studied law. Yeah. I from studying law, I had a couple of jobs while I was studying for my law degree at Phones for You. Remember Phones, phones for, for You, you for yeah. less at Phones for You. Good, <laughs> great sales skills. Yeah. Um, Pizza Hut and a shisha bar. So I worked those three jobs while I was at uni, mm. and I soon realised that for me it was all about hustling. Like I just liked having money. I liked buying my own stuff. Mm. You know, I grew up. My my mum was always on benefits. We lived in a council house. I was the eldest of four. So mm. very soon I realised that if I wanted anything I needed to buy it myself yeah um so I was at uni um I graduated I didn't get the best grade but I had a law degree and then that helped me secure a job at the financial ombudsman service in uh, South Quay near Canary Wharf and that was a great job great yeah. perks great benefits um I was there for about two years and then I fell pregnant with my eldest daughter Soraya she's five yeah. she was born starved of oxygen and basically had zero brain waves. Oh. She was at risk of having cerebral palsy. So if every three months for the first two years of her life, yeah. the, the senior specialist would come to our house mm. and check if she could pick things up, if she could walk, if she could talk, just to make sure that she was, you know, not, uh, had not developed cerebral palsy. Yeah. Um, touch wood, thank the Lord, she's yeah. fine. Uh, great. But yeah. I suffer quite badly with postnatal anxiety and depression. Yeah. That's not how I envisioned that being a mum was going to be. I didn't know that she'd end up in intensive care. Yeah. You know, all these things you don't imagine will happen when you're 25. Yeah. So when she was a month old, we lived in London and I said to my partner, I need to move back home to Peterborough. I want to be near my family. I'm not feeling great, like mentally. Mm. I kept having a lot of nightmares, a um, yeah. bit of post-traumatic stress. So we moved back. And when she was six months old, I was due to go back to my job in London. Yeah. And at this point, I was weighing up um, travel costs, how much it would cost on the train. Uh, if I was away from her every day, how much childcare would be. Also, the fact that I would miss out on most of her life if I was working full time in London. Yeah. So I googled a cheap business to start and mm. a cleaning business came up. And with just £20, I went to Wilkinson's and I bought some cleaning products. I made some leaflets on Vistaprint online Mm. and I started just advertising on a Facebook page. And before I knew it, I was firstly cleaning for kind of family friends and then it expanded. 
And within three years, we'd built a six-figure business. I had 25 employees. Uh, my first employee was my sister, who was a quite a young mum, so she was looking for something during school hours. Mm. And then my kind of USP was that I employed a lot of parents during school hours because I knew what it was like to be a working yeah. parent. Mm. And that's, yeah, that's kind of what happened. And then I won several awards, and then yeah. I applied for The Apprentice. Wow, that's a very inspirational <laughs> story. Thank very you. Inspirational. So, Thank you. I guess uh, look, looking back um, uh, through that, that story, um, obviously, uh, if, if you look at, at your journey, uh, having uh, gone through all of that and then getting onto The Apprentice and now where you are now, do you, do you think there is any specific qualities or things in you that made you sort of determined to, to take those yeah. steps forward to push yourselves? where you are today i think i watched my mum growing up always suffer with depression because of money mainly you know um our fathers didn't really financially contribute and Mm -hmm. she was always very depressed and down i remember every birthday would be started with an apology i'm sorry i haven't been able to get you anything but i got you a card every christmas was a struggle for her and as i got older and being the eldest i guess my the reason I am the way that I am is that I don't ever want to, I don't want my children to witness what I witnessed. Yeah. I don't want to struggle like my mum did. Mm. Um, I've just given my mum a car, um, oh, wow. just a little high and die 17 plate car. But, yeah. you know, she can drive, but she couldn't afford a car. She was getting yeah. buses to the hospital in Peterborough to work. Mm. <clears throat> the fact that I've been able to do that just makes me so proud. Yeah. And I think what makes me different is that I have a really strong reason why. And I think every entrepreneur should have a really strong reason why they're doing what they're doing. There's no point in wanting to be successful just to have a Ferrari Mm. or you want to be successful just to have a Louis Vuitton handbag. That's not going to push you to be successful. When you've got two small children that are looking up to you, when you've got a family who are struggling financially, it makes you want to work harder because you want all of them to have the life they deserve. Like my motto is hashtag YOLO. You only live once. And I don't want my mum's entire life to have been made up of stress Stress, and depression and worrying about money. So if I could do something, because Mm. she's not entrepreneurial minded, if I could do something to help that, then that makes me feel good. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, really inspirational. Thank so you. It actually just demonstrates there that um, you, you, you almost need that 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 kick, that big you reason, need grit. you know, the, yeah. Yeah, the the grit to to push ourselves to achieve more. Because every one of us have got something in us that we can bring out, and it is just so inspiring to hear that in your story and how you turned that to make uh, uh, you know your life and turn your turn yourself around mm. to where you've been today um, but uh, I guess most people sometimes they they struggle even in that situation to come up with uh, what it is that they can actually do mm. so I mean what, what advice would, would you give to probably people in a similar situation but they are struggling to find what it is that they can actually pick up. Well, you see, for me, Mm. I just Googled. I literally, I think the world now is so easy. You can Mm -hmm. sell things online. I mean, I've made about two grand in the last few weeks just selling stuff that we had at home that we didn't need. A coffee machine for £260. An iPhone because my partner got an upgrade for £350. You know, there's so many things that you can do. And 
I never wanted to go into cleaning. It wasn't it wasn't like, oh yeah, I'll study a law degree and now I'll I'll do cleaning for a living. That's not yeah. what happened. Mm. I was in a desperate situation where I wanted to be with my child and I took her with me to clean the houses. Yeah. So I Googled it. I think if you're in that position, you don't need to wait for like that amazing idea. Like you can make things. Moment, yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. need the light bulb moment. Me coming up with a cleaning business wasn't a light bulb moment. Yeah. I just knew that there was you know, that people needed cleaners. And yeah. so, and there's so many cleaning companies. Yeah. Often I speak to entrepreneurs who say, I can't do that because someone's already doing it. But yeah. that's a load of rubbish because there were how many cleaning businesses when I started, yeah. but I made mine different because we were eco-friendly. We employed working parents. We were award-winning. You know, all of the things that I could do to make my business stand out, mm -hmm. I did it. Yeah. And so you can have any business. You could have, um, you know, a property business. Everyone has a property business. But yeah. if you do yours differently, differently. you can have a podcast. But if yeah. your podcast is different, yeah. so I don't think there's... I agree that with retail dying out a little bit, yeah. there are a lot of people, a lot of online entrepreneurs, which can make it quite competitive, mm -hmm. but there's still room in the market. There's people selling flowers, selling books, selling yeah. this, selling that. If they can do it, you can do it. Yeah. Um, I just think don't wait for that light bulb moment because that light bulb moment might never come. Might never come. And come. when you're an entrepreneur, actually, I constantly now have little light bulb moments, yeah. like little flickers, because... My essay manual, I've got a serviced accommodation manual from the cleaner's side of the bed. Yeah. And that was just an idea I had one morning. Yeah. I put a post out on social media, mm -hmm. about 300 people registered interest. And within five days, the manual was created. And yeah. now we sell the manual yeah. between just under 200 pounds. Well, it's on for 298. I've had mm -hmm. a couple of discounts. And at the minute, with it being Black Friday, it's on yeah. for 89 pounds. But I've just sold two this morning. Wow. And that's something that was just an idea of yeah. knowledge in my head that I've mm -hmm. put down on paper that I know will help people yeah. and you can make money from that. So I think once you become an entrepreneur, it's very natural yeah. and it just happens naturally. That, that's a very good point, actually, because uh, when you, um, I was reading this, I think, and Grow Rich by uh, uh, Napoleon Hill. Yeah. And where he actually mentions that how everything that we do begins with an idea. Mm -hmm. And if you can nurture that idea and put yourself in a, a zone that you're receptive to things that are happening around you, yeah. then that's where you make uh, things happen. And yeah. that is a classic example that you have an idea, but because you're in that business mindset, it's almost like a mindset thing, then you're receptive and you can pick up on opportunities. Yeah, that happen. that's the thing. Pick up yeah. on opportunities. Yeah. I'll see something and I'll mm -hmm. go, that needs to happen there because yeah. there's nothing in there now, yeah. so I'm going to do it. And not to be too scared to take risks, yeah. calculate risks. And you're yeah. going to lose money. Yeah. The reality is I lost money. I got a CCJ. You're going to lose money. Shit's going to happen, sorry, yeah. or poo's <laughs> going to happen if you want it to be PC. But bad yeah. things are going to happen. That's inevitable. Yeah. This morning, for instance, we moved house yesterday and I thought I'd hire a van instead of hiring removers because it was cheaper. Yeah. And I'm so tight. I like to save money. Yeah. But I dented the van, go around a corner, and then oh, I wow. had to pay £500 this morning. Wow. So, you know, I'm annoyed with myself because the removal quote was £350 and now I've paid £565, including the van hire. Yeah. 
And there's part of me that, you know, years ago, I would have cried about this for a week. Yeah. Oh my God, it's just before <laughs> Christmas. Now, being an entrepreneur, I've been knocked down so many times, so many times. that you go, oh, well, it happens. Yeah. You know, I'll pay it and I'll deal with it. I'll just work harder yeah. to get that £500 back. So yeah. you just, you definitely need to have a lot of resilience. Yeah. You need to be able to bounce back and don't be um, disheartened if something fails or doesn't work out the way you expected it to. Yeah. That will happen, but it will make you grow stronger. Yeah, very good, very inspiring advice. Thank there. you. Now, um, the story of the apprentice. How did you get to be on the apprentice? So I actually applied in 2017 mm -hmm. and they sent me an email to invite me to interviews. Yeah. I missed the email because I was so busy with the cleaner business. Yeah. Um, and then in 2017, I won uh, the Stamford and Rutland Mercury Business Person of the Year. Yeah. And I wow. think that gave me a lot of confidence because yeah. Stamford is uh, quite an affluent area. Mm. There's a lot of businesses around there. So to be acknowledged as Business Person of the Year was, you know, yeah. really it kind of really gave me this newfound confidence. So I applied again. Actually, no, my partner applied for me, but I yeah. had to fill in all the forms the after. Forms, yeah. And then I got invited for the interviews. And then, you know, the first time I thought, oh, I think I've done all right here. Yeah. And then they invited me back again to London. Yeah. And I thought, I said to my partner, I think I might get on. Yeah. And then yeah. the final time we had an interview and then they said, we'll let you know on, I think it was Monday. Yeah. And then they called they said we'll call you at 10.30 a.m. Bang on 10.30 a.m. I yeah, had a call. Khadija would like you to be one of our 16. And wow. I had a lump in my throat <laughs> and it was crazy. And then you pack up your stuff. Yeah. And at the end of April, I went to London and I was gone for about eight weeks. Yeah. Um, and away from family for two months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was like business rehab. But it's the best thing I've ever done. Oh, wow. Brilliant. So what, what lessons would you say you picked up from being in that environment? And... <clears throat> yeah, I would say, I mean, I, I learned from Lord Sugar to always yeah. look at your business with fresh eyes. Yeah. And that's what I did when I came off the show. So when I went on the show, my, bu my business was at its busiest, mm -hmm. very stressful. I wasn't paying myself, minimal margins. Yeah. And I mm -hmm. came off the show and I thought, let me look at the business, how Lord Sugar would look at the business. And yeah. I just decided at that point, this is not what I want to do moving yeah. forward. So mm -hmm. I decided in January, very boldly, to close the cleaning business down and focus on other things that I want to learn about. Yeah. Property, podcasting, motivational speaking, mentorship, yeah. all of the things that I'm now living, doing. Yeah. Um, so I learned that from Lord Sugar, look at your business with fresh eyes. I learned a lot from Claude and Karen. Yeah. I learned that mm -hmm. it's okay to be assertive but to do it in a certain way. Yeah. And I learned that the best way to deal with people is a poo sandwich, mm. where you say the bread is something really nice, yeah. then you give them the criticism, yeah. and then you say something really nice, nice. at the end. Because wow. often I'm very blunt, and yeah. I just go, no, that's no good. But actually what you have to do is say, okay, so that's okay, but wow. I would prefer if it was this way, this because way. that's not quite so good. Um, however, I do appreciate your time. So I've yeah. learned how to really work with people better yeah. because I am very black and white. And yeah. a lot of people loved me for that on the show. But equally, it is quite difficult to be like that in life because yeah. not everybody appreciates I your appreciate bluntness. It. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've learned a lot about myself. Yeah. That's, that's really good. Is um, Lord Sugar as scary as he looks? On this? I'm never scared of anyone. No, he doesn't scare me. I love him. If yeah. anything, I just miss being around him. Yeah. I miss being around him. I miss being around Claude and Karen. Yeah. I miss my apprentice right. castmates. Mm -hmm. Like, we had a really great time, and I wish I could just do it all over again, to be honest. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, um, 
just what, what would you say are the sort of myths or things that uh, people would say about you which are not true for uh, example because you, you 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 come across obviously you're very confident you're out there and uh, some people may look at you and think of things which are probably not true, not true. okay so <laughs> i'm you. actually not that confident yeah. i just on the show they called me Kadiva. Yeah. so it's almost like that's my alter ego like beyonce has sasha fierce yeah. mine is Kadiva. Mm. when i'm on stage or in front of people i'm yeah. you know I'm here to advise people. And I think the thing with me, I find confidence in the fact that I really want to help. Yeah. So my wanting to help people mm-hmm. comes across as me being really confident, yeah. but it's not. I'm just so desperate. Yeah. You know, like if I podcasting, for instance, yeah. if you come to one of my podcasting events, which you did, yeah. then I'm so conf- I'm so passionate about yes. you being successful yeah. that it looks like I'm ultra confident, but I'm just like, no, trust me, this is going to work. Um, so I think my confidence is that because I always want to do good yeah. and through doing good makes me come across as confident. I'm actually quite shy and insecure. Um, mm. I keep my feelings bottled up a lot. I'm yeah. very good at putting on... Um, a wall, you yeah. know, like things don't affect me, but those closest to me know that I yeah. am really emotional. Yeah. And instead right. of crying or getting down, I tend to fly off the handle. Yeah. I'm one of those women that instead of saying how she feels, I'll just go a bit crazy and then expect people to understand. Mm. Um, I'm not, actually, believe it or not, I'm not aggressive. I'm, I'm very, I can't mince my words. Yeah. And I think if you speak a bit fluffy, yeah. then you uh-huh. seem like you're really kind. But if you say it how it is, people yeah. think you're aggressive. Yeah, I'm not. I just don't fluff my words. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm very assertive. If yeah. I want something done, I want it done. done. Um, but that's like most entrepreneurs. I realised from myself on The Apprentice that my characteristics are very similar to Lord Sugar's. Lord Sugar. The way he is is exactly how I am. And if he's a billionaire, then I'll be a billionaire too. Absolutely. God willing. That's, that, that's the mentality. <laughs> yeah. That's the mentality. Okay. So uh, just uh, give us more a bit what you're doing now like what is the extent of your your business and the things that you're doing yeah now after closing the cleaning business so i've got keep it real with khadija which is my yeah. brand it's my yeah. podcast um everybody after the show said to me khadija you're so real you're so down to earth you know people can really relate to you yeah. so i thought i need to make a brand out of this again yeah. that was like a light bulb a moment light bulb. I, i'm gonna make a brand yeah. um so the podcast is kind of the main source of my brand keep it real with khadija mm-hmm. and then under that I consult with businesses or help them get more clients I help them grow I have a mentorship program where I mentor people in business Um, I also do a lot of motivational speaking mainly at schools which I really enjoy Um, and yeah I'm kind of learning about property I'm a trainer here at Progressive I do um I've got my fingers in a few different pies, few but, pies. but I enjoy it. It keeps yeah. me busy and it's fun. That's brilliant because that, that's the key as well. I was um, talking to the guys today about the importance of values, yeah. like the things that are really important to you. And uh, uh, obviously you are quite uh, close to Rob as well. But yeah. the, the mantra that, um, you know, you can combine your vocation with your, your vocation. vacation, you know, and that's where the motivation comes from because the things that you get to do now are no longer an effort. It's yeah. like you're you're not 
it's not an effort for you to turn up to work. You no, know, I just, love it. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you, you love the thing. And I do have do. to, you know, a big shout out to Rob Moore because mm. in January when I wasn't sure what I was going to do, yeah. I sent him a message. I've been part of this community um, for maybe four and a half years. Yeah. And I'd done, we'd had little spats on Facebook where he said <laughs> something I didn't agree with and then I argued back. Yeah. And, you know, he knew I'd been on The Apprentice, but he knew me a little bit, but not loads. Yeah. And in January, I just said, look, Rob, I really don't know what to do with myself. I don't want to run the cleaning business anymore. I yeah. know there's stuff I want to do. I just don't know what. Yeah. And he gave me an opportunity and a lifeline. And I really, everything he does and he stands for and how he tries to help people, I really mm-hmm. respect it. I get very defensive if people say things about him or yeah. try to make him seem like he's doing anything other than trying to help. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he has a business mm-hmm. that that is a training academy, but the ethos of that man is he wants everybody to live their best life. Yeah. And he tries, he he would hate that phrase because it's too modern and down with the kids for him. But, um, you know, that's what he's doing. He really does help people change their lives. Yeah. And at first, when I came to Progressive years ago, I used to think, oh, why would I pay money for this? Or, why? Yeah. you know, like everyone does. But yeah. actually, once you pay money and you do the course and the support that you get after and yeah. being part of a community of like-minded people, people yeah. would pay much more than what they pay to be uh, part of this. Absolutely. I think, I think for me, the key is the value, the that, value. That, that you get. I remember one of the uh, first courses I came to, which is the HMO Pro. Um, you see, you pay quite a bit of money, and normally people will be a bit defensive, oh, you know, this money and all that. But um, coming to that course, it's more also the networks that you get to make when you're, when you're so here. True. I remember speaking to someone about what I do, and they were quite fascinated with the bits that I was doing. I ended up doing a, a joint venture with them, Love and I actually that. made three, four, five times the fee that Yay. I paid to come on the course. You know? so that it's was, worth uh, it if yeah, you implement it. Is. it. Yeah. yeah, it is. Oh, that um, makes me so yeah, happy. Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's really good. And just the, the networks, when you put yourself out there, you never know what's going to happen. You don't. You know? And even for you, meeting Rob. Right now, you probably don't know who else you're going to meet. Ha- I know. But that's the exciting bit about putting yourself in the zone. I know. That you, you, the, the opportunities are almost endless. And I, every day, I consider myself so lucky. You know, Mark's given me his time. Rob's given me his time. Yeah. Claude Littner. I call yeah. Claude. Linda from yeah. The Apprentice invited me to her house. We had yeah. a podcast episode. I never take this stuff for granted. Yeah. I appreciate every single moment. that Even you having me here right yeah. now. I appreciate it all because yeah. I'm so grateful for the position that I'm in and I just want to help as many people as possible that's that's brilliant so just a a bit of uh, not so technical content but uh, I listened to your uh, podcast with uh, James Johnson yeah (laughs) that was James yeah he he does the hair hair styling and uh, there was a part there is talking about uh, working hard in business Mm. to sort of uh, get to where people want I just wanted to sort of contrast that with, uh, you know, working hard versus working smarter, mm. you know, because there is a, an, an element that you probably have to work hard for a certain period of time to get you to somewhere to where, you, where you want to be, mm-hmm. so that you don't have to work hard yeah. and, and then you're sort of working smarter. Because when I look at you now, I can say you're probably working smarter, oh, not harder, so much compared to the, uh, yeah. to the cleaning business. Well, with the cleaner business, for yeah. four years, I never paid myself anything. Yeah. Everything yeah. went back into the business. Mm-hmm. I couldn't sleep properly. Yeah. You know, my relationship broke down. Yeah. I was stressed out all the time. Mm-hmm. Now I enjoy every Everything. moment. You know, yeah. when it's the weekend, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I don't know what it is, but before I could never switch off at the weekend because we used to clean service apartments. Yeah. So I would be stressed. Are the cleaners going to turn up? Even if I knew it was my weekend off, yeah. I was never switched off. Yeah. Now it comes to the weekend. And only if I want to get my laptop out, will yeah. I, and sometimes I do because I love what I do. Yeah. So I want to get the laptop out, but I am my own boss. Finally, I am my own boss. boss. If I can't yeah. do something on a Saturday mm-hmm. because I'm out with the kids, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Whereas with the cleaning business, I had no, I had to, yeah. you know, if all my cleaners let me down and there was four service departments that needed cleaning, I you had to get had in to there yeah. because you can't let down somebody else's business. Yeah, yeah. Now I just feel like a huge weight has been lifted and do you know what? You might, a lot of entrep- entrepreneurs might be at that point right now where I was three years ago, yeah. you know, working my backside off and yeah. not paying myself. The one lesson that I would say, which Rob told me to do and I never did it, was pay yourself first. first yeah. You have to pay yourself first because you will end up depressed. You yeah. will end up arguing. Your relationship will go to pot. That yeah. all happened to me. Yeah. And there's no point working like a dog if you're not going to pay yourself anything. Yourself. Yeah. But I definitely think leverage yeah. Rob says to leverage that yes. guy knows what he's talking about. Mm. I have a VA in the Philippines. I pay three pounds an hour. Mm. I have two PAs that I pay nine pounds an hour self-employed. They do everything for me. Yeah. My VA has just got my Instagram following up by wow. 4,000 people within a week wow. because she's doing all the adding and all that stuff. Mm. And I don't have time to do that. But when I first started my business for the first 18 months, I was sitting in the car. Mm. I'd do the cleaning, get in the car, do the marketing, do the accounts and yeah, the invoices, yeah, yeah. do wow. this, do that. And I appreciate appreciate everything I learned because now I can help other people. If I didn't know about HR, if Mm. I'd never had an employment tribunal, if I didn't know about marketing, if I didn't know about social media, I wouldn't be able to help people. So Rob says, if you don't earn, you learn. I'm so grateful for four years I didn't earn, but I learned so So much. much. And then it got me onto The Apprentice. And then I learned so much more. And now I'm in business and I'm learning all the time. Mm -hmm. But equally, when you're in that point, you do feel like you're in a rut. When you can't, when you're not sure if you're going to pay payroll or if you've got enough money in the bank, that stuff happens. And I think often... And the reason why my podcast is called Keep It Real is because often some entrepreneurs are not truthful about that side. They think that makes them look um, not credible or like they're failing. But you're not failing if you've had to ask your partner to give you three grand in the bank account, which I did regularly. Ask my partner to give me three grand in the business account so I could pay wages because people were late paying me and I couldn't get invoice factoring because of X, Y and Z. All of this stuff happens. And I think the more you are open and honest about that, actually people look at you and go oh she knows what she's talking about like she knows about employment tribunals so she knows about hmrc and she knows about invoice factoring so me opening up about the mistakes i've made are actually making people want to work with me work with you Mm. that's brilliant and just to pick up on a point there about paying yourself first that that's quite crucial because Normally, we, we, we tend to believe that if we keep everything in the business, that mm. that's the way to do. But you find that uh, when you pay yourself first, the business still manages to live within whatever is left. The confines. Yeah, yes. I know. You know. But you think when you're an entrepreneur because you're yeah. programmed like... I think people are programmed to think that you should have X amount of employees. The more yeah. employees you have, the more successful so you are. Successful. That's a load of rubbish. <laughs> Kylie Jenner's got a billion dollar business. Yeah. She has seven employees. 
three or four time yeah. and all of her products are sold on Shopify yeah. and it's offshore. So if she could be a billionaire, now yeah. I've realized that actually I want to make as much money with as little team as team possible. As possible. That's yeah. smart. Yeah. Having all these overheads, all these snazzy offices. When I was on The Apprentice, I sent to Linda Plant was grilling me yeah. and she said, what do you need Lord Sugar's £250,000 for? Yeah. And I said, I need a nice office in London. And yeah. she said, what do you need an office in London for? And yeah. I said, because, and actually when she asked me that, I thought, what do I need an office in London for? Yeah. Actually, I don't. Yeah. And I've come out of there, you know, when I went on the show, I had fleet vehicles, fleet insurance, this, that. Oh my God, my overheads were ridiculous. And now I'm like, hold on a hot second. Yeah. There's a way to be smart in business and you don't need all that stuff. Yeah. And that's what Linda was trying to teach me. And yeah. I've taken everything that they've taught me that, like a yeah. sponge yeah. and I am following what they're telling me to do. Brilliant. That's very inspiring. That's Thank very you. Inspiring. Now, uh, this last bit, I know on your podcast, you play the yes and no game. Yeah, I do. But I'm not going to play the yes and no game. I'm gonna, I've am gonna. i got a new game for Oh, you. okay. What's the <laughs> so, new game? This is this exciting. This one is the, uh, um, I'm going to give you two words. You have to pick one. Okay. So if I say, for example, red or white. Okay. Which one? So you've got to do it quick. Yeah. Oh, I think I've played quick. this before. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So just, just pick one. The first one that comes with your mind. But okay. you have to, to think. So, oh, God. Um, red or white? White. Uh, beach or mountains? Beach. Summer or winter? Summer. Breakfast or dinner? Dinner. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Cat or dog? Dog. <laughs> Strawberries or watermelon? Strawberries. <laughs> I know. I was going to say watermelon <laughs> and sunrise. No, I don't like getting up early. I don't know why I said that. That's so funny. You learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. I like that game. Yeah, Are you doing that game. on all your episodes? Uh, I will now. I think you should. Yeah, yes. Is. I love a little game at the it end. Is a good it's game. a great way to round it yeah, up, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that was brilliant. So when you hear back the episode, you'll probably be thinking, oh, I said this, I said that, yeah. should I have changed Maybe I am an early thinking. bird, yeah. yeah. And I definitely love watermelon more than strawberries. I yeah. don't know why I said that. <laughs> oh, thank Brilliant. you so much. No, thank you very much, Khadija, for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. And uh, obviously, I will be following your story. Just uh, for the people listening on the Business, Worth and Mind- Mindset podcast, Yeah. Uh, where can they find you or follow you or you have any... Yeah, so I've got my website, keepitrealwithkhadija.com. So you can go on there. Obviously, my podcast as well, but make sure you listen here first. Um, Keep It Real with Khadija. If you want mentorship, motivational speaking, consultancy, hit me up. Um, And at the minute, I've got some products that I'm selling on my website too. Brilliant. So I'm sure all my listeners, anyone who gets in contact with me and they're looking for you, I can pass on the details. And I'm here at Progressive, obviously. I get I'll get to see you quite often. Yeah. So looking forward to networking a lot more with you. Yeah, for so, sure. Oh, yeah. thank you so much thank for having you. me. Thank you thank very you. much, Khadija. Thanks. That was Khadija, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. <laughs>